It is Thursday, the eighth day of April. Oh, wait, no. It's Friday, the ninth day of April, 2021. Listen, not that you really care, but I'm terribly sorry for being tardy with this particular episode. I was uh, a bit busy Wednesday night with an appointment that ran long, so I didn't have the time to work on slash finish the pod like I had hoped. So, again, my most sincere condolences. Uh, This week also marked a momentous occasion as your overly humble servant slash host turned Richard Petty on Tuesday. That's right, the big 40 tree too fucking old for this nonsense and to make stupid jokes like I turned Richard Petty mainly because some of you don't get it but that's fine I don't fucking care and as I tend to say here we are uh episode 70 the uh fuck 70 already huh wow fucking a man uh, this is close to no relatable athlete that wore number 70 The only one, there are two that I can think of. One, no one's going to know. Rayfield Wright, he was a tackle for the Cowboys in the 70s. Hall of Famer, you probably don't know who he is. The other is Dennis Rodman, who I think wore 70 with the Mavericks for about a minute and a half. I say I think because I'm not 100% sure. So uh, seeing as it is birthday week, I decided to uh, steal a bit from a uh, local radio show and see uh, which song happened to be sitting at number 70 on the Billboard Hot 100 charts. Uh, And lo and behold, this is what was at number 70. Kings and Queens by Aerosmith. I think one of their best songs, in my humble, humble opinion. I've used three humbles now in a minute. So I got a kick out of that. I don't really know why. I just found it uh, somewhat interesting, yeah? The Bad Boys of Boston. It just shows you how fucking old I am. A uh, funny story, back in my uh, GameStop days, so we're going back to 2003, 2004, something like that. Maybe after that, maybe 2005. Um, Brad Whitford, the rhythm guitarist, used to come into the store often to buy video games, computer games, PC games, if you will. And he would buy flight simulator games, all different kinds. He would come in constantly and be buying uh, different ones. He'd buy the same ones multiple times. And, you know, I think he sees this youngish white guy. I'm guessing he knew that I knew who he was. I'm like, what's all the fucking flight simulator games, you know? Planning to do something you shouldn't do that I probably shouldn't mention, but whatever. He's like, <clears throat> uh, we're old and married now, so I need something to do on the road. Yeah. All right. 
Whatever, dude. This is Complaints and Observations. The greatest podcast hosted by someone who knows so precious little about eh, almost everything. A journey into the mediocre mind of an exceptionally average person. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. Dave LaPointe. All right. What's up? Welcome to the show. Woo. Uh, thanks. Thanks for coming. Thanks for hanging in there. And thanks for, uh, for, for not punishing me for being a day late. I say that completely facetiously because it doesn't really fucking matter when I post this. Nobody fucking listens to it anyway. But what can you do, right? As I've said a thousand times, I don't, I, I don't do this for any other reason than I just like putting content out into the world. Um, I don't really know why. I don't know why. Eventually, I hope this, you know, becomes a bit of a different sort of format, conversational. Um, you know, have people in can talk about things. That's the goal. We'll see. So. As I've done for the last couple of weeks, very free-flowing uh, type of of show. I have a bevy of bullshit that I want to talk about today. Um, all crap that I've added to my list, my list of shit to talk about. That's what it used to be called, and I had to move it. I, I just called it podcast. Blah, boring. So, first and foremost, right from the top, I want to talk about two Pauls. One, Paul Pierce. What on earth was that, buddy? That, to me, and if you haven't heard about Paul Pierce and what he did, please do yourself a favor. Google Paul Pierce. I'm sure the first thing will pop up will be uh, some uh, various news stories about his... um, escapades, if you will, uh, the other night. Actually, I want to say it was Sunday night, this past Sunday. I'm not, a, not 100% certain. But uh, he was basically filming himself, uh, shit-faced, smoking blunts, hanging out with um, some scantily clad dancers, quote-unquote dancers. And, uh, and ESPN fired him. Uh, you know, whatever, because ESPN, ESPN being ESPN, fired him. But uh, my guess is that is that Paul didn't want to work for ESPN anymore, and uh, had an epiphany. He's like, "Fuck it, I'm just gonna invite all these broads over, and we're gonna get fucked up, and then I'll post it on Instagram." <laughs> like. <laughs> Good way to go. I mean, if you're going to go, 
the other thing too is like, does Paul Pierce really need the job? No. Yeah, I mean, he was doing it just to kind of, you know, stay close to the game. At least that's what my assumption would be. Staying close to the game is something that a lot of these guys want to do. It's not because they're they love analyzing the sport. Uh, they're a name, so they're they're banking on their name, making a few bucks. The funny part is he he's already received an offer from like a, a porn site to talk about something. I don't know. And I don't even know if it's a porn site. I, I can't I think it was called Cam Soda or some shit like that, which I'm guessing just by the name is a porn site. I mean the word soda. Um but it was funny as hell. If you haven't seen it, find it because it was good. I enjoyed it. For a multitude of reasons. The least of which was Paul Pierce. Uh, Paul number two. Paul Rudd. Now, I'm sure everyone has seen uh, the various memes of... It's just a picture of Paul Rudd looking like he's 29. Uh, Paul Rudd is lucky enough to share a birthday with me. Except Paul Rudd just turned 52. 52. Paul Rudd has uh, dynamite hair. Excellent hair. And when you get to be that age, you start to, you know, perseverate on your hair. And I wonder if he does or if it's just fucking natural. Great genes on Paul Rudd. Where he doesn't look like he's 52. He literally looks like he's in his mid, uh, early to mid 30s. You know, he's got a couple of laugh lines and some uh, burgeoning crow's feet, but nothing drastic. Nothing 52 years old drastic. It's amazing. And he, sh- you know, he surely doesn't act like he's 52. Gr- granted, I mean, these days, what does that even mean? doesn't mean anything. Act like he's 52. I just turned 43. I sure as fuck don't act like I'm 43. I don't think I look 43. I don't feel 43 either. Good genes. I did learn that April the 6th uh, has a, a lot of different things associated with it. Apparently, Julius Caesar, uh, during the um, Caesar Civil War, back in like 43 BC or whatever the fuck it was, uh, annihilated a senatorial army, senatorial Roman army somewhere in... Um, between Italy and Greece, which is, you know, pretty sure they border each other. So, David, that's fucked up. Hmm. No, they don't. What am I saying? They don't. Somewhere in that neck of the woods, uh, there was another uh, English battle that I don't care to recall. And then um, Ulysses Grant lost the first day at the Battle of Shiloh and then won ultimately won the battle on the second day, the Battle of Shiloh. He kind of fucked that up. Redeemed himself eventually and kind of cleaned up his mess, but... It's also World Table Tennis Day, National Siamese Cat Day, National Library Workers Day. 
So all in all, April 6th, great day. Burt Blylevin's birthday. Um, who else? There's one more. Uh, Candace Cameron. Yep, Merle Haggard. Dave LaPointe. All great people. I don't fucking know. Who do I know? I'm going to assume Paul Rudd is, is a great person. But, uh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> got some excellent birthday gifts. Uh, shout out to my darling wife. She got me a... Um, a fucking, why am I drawing a blank? Uh, a griddle, not a griddle. What the fuck? Oh, God, I, I hate when I do this. I could tell I'm getting old when I can't remember griddle. Jesus Christ. Uh, outdoor flat top griddle. So, gonna be uh, smashing burgers and doing some hibachi. If you know me, you know I love hibachi. Big fan. So we're going to do fucking onion volcanoes and choo-choo trains and shit. It's going to be... It's going to be fucking sweet. Looking forward to that. Um, also got a, a handmade sign that says Broadcast Palace for the Broadcast Palace. Uh, update on said Broadcast Palace. The... Uh, the burgeoning new broadcast palace location outside in the old shed. Um, <clears throat> the interior is mostly done. There's a handful of issues that uh, need to be addressed because, it, you know, it wasn't in perfect shape. So, you know, I think I said the last time with contractors, don't fucking hire contractors. And if you do, you got to watch them like a fucking hawk because they'll fuck your shit up. And they, they, you know, they're so, mm, don't do that. They take everything fucking literal. So they make literal Dave look like a fucking idiot. So anyways, some, some repairs need to be done uh, inside the broadcast palace. I got to paint. Uh, I did buy a small bar, so that's going to be in the broadcast palace as well, but um, pretty pumped. Great sign. Thoroughly enjoy it. Uh, this is part of the show. Free ad. Uh, Twisted Home Accents on Etsy. Twisted Home Accents. My uh, old friend Melissa um, owns this business. Handcrafted signs and home decor. Cutesy painted shit. Look, I think it's fucking, it, it's all ridiculous shit, but she fucking kills it. And my wife, the whole goddamn house is full of this shit. Uh, my wife loves it. She does great work. So if, you, if, you, if you're in the, the market for cutesy, handmade home decor, Twisted Home Accents on Etsy.com. Check it out. Free ad. Um, so yeah, pretty pumped. It's gonna be cool. Looking forward to that. All right. 
what else to talk about? Um, hmm. Where do I want to start? I told you I was fascinated with uh, Ocean Freight. Please don't skip over this part of the show. If I say Ocean Freight, don't don't get scared. Oh, fuck, my water's empty. Shit. That sucks. Uh, don't get scared. You can get bored. Just don't get scared. So the Suez Canal, obviously, big deal. Like, you know, most trafficked port on the planet. Or, I wonder. That's a good question, David. Is it that or Panama? Hmm. Hmm. I'll have to look into that. Uh, but anyways, there are so much, uh, so many people... Buying fucking shitty imported furniture in this country that there's been a cargo sh- cargo ship backup in California since November. You fucking believe that shit? That's why the uh, Wayfair stock has been going through the fucking roof. Through the fucking roof. It's up like a thousand percent in a year. I mean, my percentage is probably way wrong, but whatever. Um, and that's why you're waiting forever to, you know, we bought a fucking sofa in January. We're not going to get it till June. Yeah. Fucking furniture bullshit. March is typically the slowest time of year for, uh, for new freight in the port of Los Angeles. It is up 80% over last year. 80%. That's fucking gross. And there's been a backup at the port since November. You know, typically a backup is about four to five ships. At any given time, the backup has been in the in uh, between eighteen and twenty-five units. Whoa! Stop buying cheap Chinese furniture. Not even Chinese. Taiwanese, Indonesian. Uh, who else makes this shit? All kinds of fucking overseas companies. So stop, stop buying it. I don't want to be that guy. Buy American. I don't want to be that guy. Buy used. There you go. Buy used furniture. Stop buying new shit. You don't need new shit. Save yourself a few bucks. Save yourself some time not having to put shit together. Buy used. Yeah, that's where I'm going. <laughs> It's got to be the new tagline for the show. Buy used. Huh? There you go. Um, another big topic this week, as is typically the case, is uh, politics. Because uh, we as a country can't get over, I don't know, not, not being the same fucking thing. So it's one thing to be different. It's another thing to be complete fucking assholes about your differences. And unfortunately, uh, there are two sides only. In this country, one, uh, one side, uh, bullies, um, you know, uh, the kind of people who are afraid to not get their own way or literally just a fucking afraid of everything. Uh, and that's the right. And then on the left, you have the, uh, weak pussy fucking annoying know-it-all left. So <clears throat> you have the right who are literally fucking afraid of everything, okay? 
And they seem to be afraid that they're getting called out on their bullshit, which eh, the, the thing of it is, it's not so much. There's, there's no organized calling out by the Democrats because all they do is fucking sit in their hands. So they're not doing anything. They're just letting they're letting uh, the market play out, I guess is the best way to put it. So the big thing this week has been the MLB All-Star game moving out of Atlanta because of the way that the, uh, the, the GOP-led Georgia legislation has literally done all kinds of shit to try to narrow uh, the ease of voting uh, in their state because they, they can see that you know, people are, are kind of tired of the way things have gone in that state for literally decades. De- they've been very lucky in that their state has, hasn't been blue in a very, very long time. And now it's turned purple. It's a purple state at this point. So they passed all these fucking archaic bullshit laws, the least of which is the water thing that you've heard about. Um, if you haven't gone into it, you, you should. There's way more to it than just not being able to give water to people standing in line. It's getting rid of ballot boxes. It's changing the way that you uh, can request um, an absentee ballot. It's changed uh, the number of different um, requirements to actually uh, get approved for an absentee ballot. They used to send out applications to every eligible voter. Now you have to request an application, and that application has, like I said, changed the number of ballot boxes, the hours that you can vote, early voting has changed. So, I mean, they've done all kinds of shit to make it very difficult. And look, not just for African-Americans and minorities, it's for everyone. They've made it difficult for everyone. But the problem is that they're counting on the scared white folk uh, who spend all of their time thinking about this shit to make sure that they, you know, take a day off of work and go vote. Shit like that. So Major League Baseball gets pressured to move the All-Star game out of Atlanta, which really is not a big deal. Like, let's be honest. One, nobody gives a fuck about the Major League Baseball All-Star game anymore. Nobody cares. It is a, it, it's a ratings dud. It really, it means nothing. It's an exhibition doesn't mean anything. So you have the right is very upset, and you have Mitch McConnell, of all fucking people, mad at corporations for being, quote, woke. That word woke was used so many fucking times by the right this week. It was in their talking points memo for sure. Use the word woke and talk about corporations being woke. This from a man who loves, loves corporate money, loves it. His party loves corporate money. They've all loved corporate money. Now you have corporations calling them out on their bullshit, calling them out on the way that they fucking do things and their racism. They're calling them out, and now they're mad. Okay, well, what what can you do? What can you do? Well, you can stomp your feet like the GOP loves to do. Love to fucking stomp their feet and try to get their way. Mitch McConnell, who was a longtime opponent of McCain-Feingold campaign campaign finance reform act, he was a plaintiff against the FEC. 
and a supporter of Citizens United, which eventually basically overturned Fine Gain. Fine, oh my, Fine Cain? <laughs> McCain Feingold. Why am I talking about this shit? I'll tell you why, because it's fucking annoying. And the right is just fucking stupid. They're just so goddamn dumb. Then you have this fucking idiot, Josh Hawley, and his trust busting. Like, come on, buddy. Trust busting. If you try to fuck with corporate money, you're going to lose. That's a fact. They're all going to lose. Not just the right, but the left, too. Don't let them, don't let the fucking Democrats fool you when they say shit like, oh, well, you know, that's good for Coca-Cola for standing up. But no, fuck face, because you guys take fucking money from these clowns, too, and don't try to tell me otherwise. There's very, very few who do not. I could probably count on one hand. Maybe three fingers. The other thing is you have fucking... You got clowns like fucking... Uh, Matt Gates. This dude's running around fucking 17-year-old girls and... and you know... Eh, allegedly. It's just fucking... Two-faced bullshit. They all get fucking caught. You had... One dude in New York who was going to run for governor, but there was a sex scandal. Another dude down in fucking, uh, it was either Alabama or Arkansas, one of those fucking backwater states. Same deal. Sex scandal. So he's not going to run for, for governor or senate, one of the two. These guys love to fucking stick their dick in just about anything, and then when they get caught, they play dumb. And you got fucking Matt Gates, who looks like Butthead. Literally looks like Butthead. I feel bad for Butthead. Mike Judge must be pissed. But shitbag. Just just a shitty person. Who somehow is supposed to be a public servant. Public servants don't exist. You have career politicians. Public servants are, are um, nil. 95% of those people do not give two fucks about their constituents no matter what they say. And you're not going to convince me otherwise. Bernie Sanders. Poor old fucking deluded Bernie Sanders. I love Bernie, but I feel bad for him. Because he's just... I don't... It's not that he's... He's not, he's not ignorant. That's not... He's just this pie in the sky. Man, bothers me. Then he... Then... John Boehner is coming out with a book, and it's like every one of these fucking GOP guys loves to write a, bo a book to cash in on their own bullshit. You kind of have to respect it, but, you know, hate it at the same time. Don't don't give me this fucking shit on Twitter like, oh, bombshell from John Boehner calling out Ted Cruz. Ooh, that takes a big man. Calling out that fucking doofus. Ted Cruz is another one. Dumb. All right, that was way too political. We're an apolitical program. Entirely apolitical. Movie trailer review. I'm too lazy to watch the feature. Movie trailer review. It's standard operating procedure. Movie trailer review. AP Dave puts in time. Movie trailer review. Movie trailer review. Movie trailer review.
is dead. Oh, that's right. It's time for movie trailer reviews. I struggled. <laughs> I shouldn't say I struggled. That took me all of maybe five minutes. <clears throat> I'm like, I need an open for uh, for the movie trailer review segment uh, because I enjoy it. And uh, and I think, I don't know, I just thought it was worthy of a uh, of a of an open. Uh, I've I've cracked a beer, so I'm going to uh, warn you in advance that this could be <laughs> could be a lot of burping in this segment, and for the rest of the episode, too much bodily noise. Right? It's not good. This fucking microphone picks up everything. That's not good. All right. Movie trailer reviews. Um, AP Dave puts in the time, as I said in the, uh, <laughs> I said in the, in the fucking uh, segment open. Uh, if you know what that uh, music is from, let me know. I want to see how many dorks or olds actually listen to my program, or both. Because honestly, when I thought about doing an open. That was the very first uh, bit of music that popped into my head. So, all right. <clears throat> so here we go. Review number one: Kong versus Godzilla. Here's AP Day's uh, review. Quote: This movie really could have been great, but it is a big two thumbs down. Uh, the other recent Kong movies are pretty good. This just tried way too hard. Way too many special effects. And way too much nonsense. Bad all around, 4 out of 10. Too bad, missed opportunity here, end quote. All right. <clears throat> now, I've seen the trailer for this many times. Uh, my mother is actually a huge Godzilla fan. No word of a lie. I would venture a guess that my mother has seen uh, every single Godzilla movie that's ever been made pre-Matthew Broderick Godzilla. She may have seen that one, I don't know, but it's all the old Godzillas that she really thoroughly enjoys. <clears throat> when I watched this trailer, um, my mind immediately went to those kinds of Godzilla movies. Cheesy, campy, um, you know, over the top. Now, where Dave says they tried too hard, that's every fucking Godzilla movie. Uh, way too many special effects. Dude, it's a giant fucking, you know, lightning-breathing uh, dinosaur thing and a giant fucking orangutan. What do, you, what, what do you mean, too many special effects? How else are they going to do it? Are they going to put two dudes in a suit? They've done that. It's not it's not good. Like you have to have over the top special effects, especially now. Like who the fuck's gonna watch a you know a less than CGI'd uh version of, of that kind of movie? Nobody, nobody's gonna watch that. So uh, you know, I am in complete disagreement here with Dave. I would say that's an eight out of ten trailer. Easily. And that got me excited. Like I want to see the movie. 
I think I'm going to at some point. I'm trying to get my mother hooked up with my HBO Max so that she can watch it. But that requires a trip sitting in front of her television to actually download the app, write down the uh, the email and the password and all that shit. So we'll, we'll get that done, Ma. Don't you worry. She's not listening. She doesn't know what a podcast is. So, but still. So complete disagreement here with Dave. Um, I don't understand that. My, I have a feeling that Dave went into this thinking it was going to be something that it's not for some weird-ass reason. I don't know. So, all right. Um, what is this? Okay, review number two, Invincible. Quote, new superhero show, show, uh, adult cartoon on Amazon, four episodes out, watched so far. Awesome, awesome show, nine out of ten. The rated R makes it great. Insane violence and the comedy's hilarious. Seth Rogen and Jason Matzukas are so funny in episode two. Anyone who likes the genre should check it out. And Dave decides to add like a quote for the show, which, you know, this is good. <clears throat> Isn't there an age requirement for this? I don't know. You're here. Isn't there a dick requirement to be here? I'm sorry. For what? Your tiny dick? End scene. I'm guessing that's, I would hope that's dialogue between uh, Seth and Jason. Uh, world famous for uh, the uh, Rafi and Dirty Randy from uh, the league. Rafi and Dirty Randy together. Just phenomenal television. Uh, so he gives it 9 out of 10. And look, I I give the the trailer for Invincible, a 9 out of 10. This looks fucking fantastic. Uh, I am all in. I think it's an Amazon Prime uh, show, but I'm all in on this. This looks right up my alley. Um, dumb, which, you know, you know that that's, that's my bag. Dumb is my bag. So I'm all in on that. Um... Solid 9 out of 10 trailer. Big, big fan. Looking forward to, to actually watching that. Uh, all right. <clears throat> Review number three. Quote, let's close it out with more superhero shit. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Boring. Didn't need to be made. Waste of time. One division was actually good. This just sucks. Three out of 10. End quote. I gotta say, I'm with him. Here's the problem, okay? <clears throat> this kind of advances the story, the the Marvel Universe or multiverse story. So there's bits and pieces in here that will push the, the whole universe forward, just as WandaVision was, you know, it was a different kind of way to push the story forward. But that's what this is. It's it's pushing the story forward. And I don't uh, I I I could probably give that trailer. I would give it maybe a 4 out of 10 because, you know, you know what it is. You know the characters already. You know it's going to be, you know, actiony, 
superhero Marvel shit. Like, you know what's coming. It's not as if it's it's not as if it's new shit. That's the problem with these Marvel movies. They just have to find different ways to do old shit. It's like, oh, okay, how are we going to tell this fucking story for the 55th time? Like, Stan Lee used to rewrite these things constantly. That's why there's like eight iterations of Spider-Man. Because the story never ends. It's the kind of thing that can just keep on going. <clears throat> so he says boring. Yeah, I'm, I'm you know. I don't know. I, I have no desire to watch it. Like I said, this trailer gets a four out of ten. So I might have to agree with him here. Uh, bonus review. A fourth review. Special. Special free bonus review from AP Dave. Quote, Mighty Ducks Game Changers. Had to watch the first episode just because, you know, Gordon Bombay. Again, no need to make this. We'll never watch another episode. End quote. All right. Now, see, I thought this was a movie. And I didn't realize until the end of the trailer that it was a series. I don't understand the need for the series. This could have been a movie. It, you know, it's the same shticky hack story where, except Gorham Bombay is, is now back to just being a lawyer and wants nothing to do with hockey, even though I'm pretty sure he owns the rink. Ragtag bunch of kids. They need a coach. Who's it going to be? Then there's the, the evil city team <laughs> coached by an ex-hockey star who in this particular instance happens to be Riley from uh, Letterkenny, um, which when I saw him, I'm like, holy fuck, he's going to be like a serious actor? And that poor kid's fucking typecast because now he's he's playing a hockey coach in this, in this fucking thing too. Weird. Um... But yeah, I mean, I'd give it, I'd give that trailer a 4 out of 10 uh, strictly for nostalgia reasons, even though Gordon Bombay looks terrible. Gordon Bombay looks like uh, he, he was dismissed from the bar yet again, uh, went back to drinking after he got divorced from fucking, uh, what the hell was her name? What was the what was fucking Pacey Witter's character in that shit? Charlie Conway. Charlie Conway's mom. I'm guessing they got married. I don't know. Who knows? Did they get married? I didn't know. I don't remember Mighty Ducks 2 or 3. I'm pretty sure there were three of them. But I don't remember if they uh, got married or anything. So, yeah. Uh, so there you go. Movie trailer reviews. Hope you liked it. I love it. I get such a kick out of that. Dave, you watch way too much fucking television, buddy. <laughs> way too much television. The fact that he keeps like sending new shit. One, it's awesome. Two, it's awesome because I fucking love it. So... Looking forward to the next one, Dave. Thank you very much. Uh, big fan uh, of movie trailer reviews. So, 
right. So the uh, support for the uh, show swag was, uh, you know, about as uh, solid as I expected. Which was uh, next to nil. Not quite nil. Not entirely nil. Close. Close to nil. So um, if you want to support the show, bonfire.com and then search complaints and observations. There you go. I think there's still a couple of shirts up. Problem is they only give you a handful of days before your campaign, as they call it, ends. So I don't know how long... The stuff that gets purchased actually stays up there. I'm not sure. Um, But yeah. Yeah. Bonfire.com. And then search complaints and observations. As I said, I don't make a dime. I'm making literal pennies off of this. I'm making one cent per t-shirt. No joke. Legit. One cent. I'm going to have to post a picture. To prove it to y'all. Oh. David. Ah, shut the fuck up. Oh. Anyways, I'm lost. Um, what else? I, I had a whole bit about um, Lena Dunham and how much I don't like her and how I find her annoying. I really don't want to get into that. I'm going to, you know, it's coming off the list. Just another fucking celebrity that thinks they're like a regular person. That's I I can't with those people. I just can't do it. Stop trying so fucking hard. Like she comes out with a fashion line for uh, plus sized gals, except she starts plus size at like size ten. Like what? Size 10? Size 10 is not fucking plus size, ma'am. Jesus. But then, you know, she'd be the first person to say, to complain about how the media is portraying plus size women in a negative light. Well, that's because you think people that are a fucking size 10 are plus size. What? Get out of here. Size 10? That's fucking... Scrum diddly umptious, size 10. Good grief. Same thing, Khloe Kardashian. Like, this fucking ignoramus. She wants... She's trying to have a photograph removed from the internet. Untouched. Somehow, a picture got out of her that wasn't, like, airbrushed, filtered, in full makeup, in full fucking costume or whatever it is you want to call it it's just a picture of her tremendous looking young woman and she's all bent out of shape about it what do you like part of the fucking issues again with 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 young women having uh, fucking body problems are, are people like the fucking kardashians stop just fucking stop you know have a shred of fucking self-awareness ma'am a shred. Like when you write your stupid fucking uh, notes app note to post on a, a multitude of social media platforms, think before you post. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. 
That was terrible. Excuse me. I thought that was going to be louder and more, you know, emphatic, and it wasn't. It was just embarrassing. But yeah, so, you know, I, I can't, I can't get behind these people who whine and cry about shit like that. That you want a picture of yourself removed from the internet. Good luck. Good fucking luck. What are you going to do? How are you, you going to fucking sue every single person that's posted a picture of this fucking thing? You would spend 50 lifetimes trying to do that. So, Godspeed, ma'am. I hope it works out for you. I said I didn't want to talk about Lena Dunham. I did. And that somehow got into a fucking Kardashian discussion, which is just disgusting to me. And probably to my listeners. So I do apologize to all four of you. Um, But as it is Thursday slash Friday, it is time for three gripes. I'm going to make an intro for three gripes too. You would think after 70 fucking episodes, I would have one. You know, I have the little stupid line as it is, blah, 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 whatever. It's time for three gripes. Three gripes is a good fucking idea. One of the few that I've had, I think. It's a good idea. Anyways. All right. Uh, gripe number one. Uber drivers who talk on the phone while you're in the car. Um, this also came from uh, AP Dave. Who also has another fucking gripe this week. Uh, pure fire. Dave, thank you very much. Appreciate that. His comment was, what the fuck? You're working. And he's right. Who the fuck are you talking to? It always makes me laugh when I get in a car. Now, look, I understand that there are going to be instances when I get into one of these cars that the person driving, um, may not be from this country, may not have his family or her family in this country. And if they're on the other side of the planet, then obviously the time difference is going to be, uh, you know, a little wonky. I've accepted that. Why? I actually had a guy tell me, he apologized one day, uh, long ride home one night, coming home from Boston, driving from Boston to uh, pick up my car at the train station in Weymouth. Long drive, uh, expensive ride, but whatever. Back in the day, I could afford it. So <clears throat> I got in the car. He was on the phone. And I would say probably a good 10, 15 minutes into the drive, he ended the call and then turned around and, and said, uh, I'm sorry, uh, my family is in, I want to say Russia. I can't remember which it was. It was Russia or some former Soviet uh, republic. Um Tajikistan or some shit. I don't know. He apologized and he said, I hate when that happens because I have, you know, the time difference is wonky. So I'm like, oh, I don't think he used wonky, but so I'm like, all right. Now, that can be excused. If it's the middle of the day and, and this person is just fucking yelling into their phone, and that's the other thing, they're never just holding the phone and talking. They always have fucking, uh, 
you know, earbuds, earbuds, whatever the fuck you call them. I don't know. I'm old. Uh, in their ears, and and so they're talking. And if you're not cognizant of the fact that they're talking on the phone, they just start, you know, saying something. You're like, excuse me. It's happened to me multiple times, and I don't fucking get in these things very often. Somebody like Dave, who lives in the city, you know, has to take them every now and again. So he must encounter that shit constantly. But it makes perfect sense. There are excusable instances, and I'm fine with it. But all the time. Seriously, what the fuck? You're working. If I go to Dunkin' Donuts to order something, which I wouldn't because that place sucks, but if I was, and I go through the drive-thru, and there's a person taking my order and talking on the phone at the same time, it's unacceptable. That person would get fired. Why does that not happen here? It should. I don't know how you could control that, though. Look, these people are making fucking nothing. To drive my sorry fat carcass around. So whatever. What am I going to do? But he's not wrong. It's a reasonable gripe. And I liked it. Which is why I included it on on the show. So gripe number two. Comment sections. I bring this up. I'm a paying subscriber for The Athletic. I'm sure I've mentioned this before. It is a site that I enjoy thoroughly. I'm on it every day for a variety of different things. And um, if it's something that I like, if if the article is something that I really like, I make it a point in the comment section to thank the writer of the the piece. A simple, uh, you know, give my opinion, because I'm that kind of guy. Hence this dumb show. And I will say, hey, thanks a lot. Appreciate great piece. Thank you. That's it. The other day, I did that for a uh, a soccer piece um, that I thoroughly enjoyed. I, I liked it. It was great. So I said, hey, uh, gave my two cents. Thanks, guys. Great piece. I appreciate it. Somebody commented on my comment. And was like, wow, dude, really? Simp much? Question mark. And I was like, oh, come on. One, you use the term simp, which is just, it's so fucking dumb. It's so dumb. And then my immediate thought is, wait a minute. I'm saying thank you to someone for their work. And I'm being called a simp because of it. No. No, absolutely not. If I gushed and was like, oh my God, you're the best writer ever. I love all your work. Thank you. If it was that, then you can call me a simp. It's nothing close to that. It's great piece. Thank you. That's how that's how my comment ends. Yet I'm being called a simp. And then the number of people that chimed in after this fucking asshole, there was some funny shit. Like, you know, uh, the peach emoji, which apparently means an ass. So I got, I got the lip, two lips emoji, a peach, peach emoji. Like, oh, that's pretty clever. Kissing ass, right? <laughs> comment section. The number of people that live in the comment section is appalling. 
It's appalling. If you spend more than fucking 20 seconds crafting a comment in any comment section anywhere for anything, you're a fucking piece of shit. That's a fact. That's a fact. And that goes for me. If I spend that much time on a comment, I'm a piece of shit in that particular instance. But there are people who do that all fucking day long. And it's funny. PFT commenter on Pardon My Take. That fucking dude has crafted an entire living out of mocking the comment section. It literally, an entire fucking living, a really good living, mind you, mocking the comment section at Pro Football Talk and the people that fucking spend way too much fucking time on there. It's gross. It's social media times a thousand in terms of disgustingness. So, fuck comment sections. I'm not a simp, you fuck. Oh, man. Gripe number three. <clears throat> and this is the the other one from AP Dave. Starbucks. Trying a program to reuse cups. What? What? This drive uh, to environmental sustainability. Corporate environmental sustainability is nothing more than a cheap PR ploy. Uh, And even more so for uh, so-called green companies like Starbucks, who have these uh, facacta reduce waste by X percent by 2030. No. John Oliver did a bit about plastic a couple weeks ago that was very good. And he's talking about Coca-Cola. And Coca-Cola has been saying shit like that since the fucking 80s. It's all bullshit. And in this particular instance, it just sounds gross. So Dave's point was, I'm not you, I'm not reusing somebody else's cup. So I had to look into it. And, and apparently the deal is that, you know, one, you need to download their app. Okay, so that's that's one fucking cheap ploy. So now you can't do this unless you have their app. And and to top it off, not just their app, but if you're like, uh, you have to be a part of their program, the, the, the Starbucks rewards. If you're not, uh, you can't participate in the reusable cup program. So when you order something in a reusable cup, you pay a $1 deposit. And then, uh, you know, then you tell the barista you would like it and they would, you know, pay the, the, it's a refundable deposit. (laughs) Once you return the cup, you get your credit back, but they don't give you a dollar back. It's not like when you buy a coffee, they discounted a dollar. Nope. You get a $1 credit and 10 bonus stars in your Starbucks rewards account. So, of course, this fucking strings attached to their corporate environmental sustainability. Uh, Each of these cups is then professionally cleaned and sanitized. 
Um, you know, and of course, right now it's to help reduce the spread of COVID-19. All right, shut up. Nobody's fucking doing this anyway. And they've, they're working with a bunch of other companies, uh, you know. So here's my here's my big gripe with the thing, okay? Oh, they also have this fucking stupid thing where you can get like this box outside of your house. And you just put the cups in the box and then the company comes and picks them up. What? It's fucking Seattle, you know? They make Portland look like a bunch of fucking right-wing nut jobs in Seattle. Starbucks for years has had a bring-your-own-cup program. They never fucking talk about it. So when you're in a different... So the setting that I used to go to, the Starbucks I would go to all the time when I worked in town was just constant trash, constant reusable cups over and over. You never saw anything that said anything about reusing your cup, ever. Never said, hey, bring your own cup. Hey, whatever... Like, what they should just do is if you use your own fucking cup, we'll give you 50, 50 cents off the fucking coffee. Why is that so fucking hard? Or here's a fucking wild and crazy fucking idea. Try making the fucking disposable cups like biodegradable, use recycled material. Do something other than this Fakakta fucking PR bullshit. I used Fakakta twice. It's a great fucking word, Fakakta. I don't even know what the fuck it means. What language is that? I gotta look that up. One moment, Starbucks. Let me see. Fakakta. It's Jewish. I had no idea. Lousy, messed up, ridiculous. Shitty, full of crap. It's a Yiddish word. Wow. Fakakta is one of the most used cuss terms in the Yiddish language. Oh, that is fucking fantastic. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Perfect slang for anything that is negative. Your house is falling apart? It's Fakakta. <laughs> oh, that is so wonderful. I kind of had uh, an inkling that it was Yiddish, but I didn't know for sure. Oh, that is so great. Love that. Anyways, all right. Back to Starbucks. So instead of trying to come up with these plans to reduce this and to do that. Like, the end of this article from Starbucks, uh, it's like, Starbucks continues to make progress globally as well. For example, Starbucks Korea just announced a commitment to eliminate single-use cups from all Korean stores nationwide by 2025. Holy fuck! That's how you do it. Don't give me this percentage of this don't give me, we're going to do this. Don't give me, hey, you can fucking put your plastic cup in a box and we'll come and pick it up. Eliminate single-use cups from all stores by boom. You want to pretend you give a fuck about sustainability? Actually do something that's that's somewhat meaningful. Not this fucking crap where you pretend that it is. And to top it off, Dave's whole point with this is that it just sounds gross. Like, you want me to pay a dollar to use someone else's cup? And how many of those cups are coming back? They don't mention that. Because they did they did tests with these things, and they don't say X percentage came back. So they ran the test. They're not going to give you the results of, the, of that test. I am fucking stammering and stuttering. I've had 
half a beer. Sound like a drunken douchebag. Fakakta. <laughs> this was a shitty fucking show. I'm terribly sorry. This wasn't good. Wasn't a good show. So that kind of goes into the whole fucking theme of every show I've ever done. 70 fucking shows down. I haven't done a not an episode in a while just because nothing has really come up that's been like, ooh, I want to talk about this right now. That's the that's the the joy of not an episode. Is that it has to be worth the 10 minutes of my time. I say that as if my time is super important. It's not. It's not. And clearly, I don't value your time because if you've gotten this far, I've wasted an hour of yours. And for that, I am sorry. You want to fucking uh, support me? Bonfire.com. <laughs> Complaints and observations. Check it out. Also, uh, you can uh, check out my Instagram page, at ComplaintsPod. My Twitter page, at ComplaintsPod. I also have a Facebook page, but fuck Facebook. I also have a YouTube page that I'll never use. I say that. I say that. But I wonder if I want to do like a morning. I want to steal more ideas from other people. So I'm thinking, all right, let's do a morning live YouTube session. Where, you know, I can have like a chat thing and see how many people actually show up. I'm going to guess zero. But I might try it. If I do, I'll let you know. I would much rather make a living doing shit like this than actually working. <laughs> and I keep reading this, all this fucking shit about, you know, it's never too late. It's like, well, no, that's not the point. It, it's it's not that it's too late to do shit. It's just that you have to have something to do. I don't offer anything. I talk about nothing. If you're going to start a podcast, have a niche. Okay, I have a niche. Crap. Crap. Oh, man. If you want to be on the show, let me know. I say that every week. None of you ever let me know. I shouldn't say that. Some of you have. But um, let's talk. Let's fucking talk about anything. You want to be on the show? You know somebody who wants to be on the show? Let's fucking talk. Fire it up. Let's fucking go, right? Yeah, we'll fucking talk about anything. Want to talk about the Red Sox? No. They're not, they're not fucking sucking as much as I thought they would. Granted, they've played the Orioles and the Rays. Get the fuck out of here. They're eventually going to suck. Don't you worry. Uh, you want to talk about West Ham? We can talk about West Ham. Champions League spot right now. Fucking A. Granted, they're fucking, their players are dropping like flies, but right now we're in fourth. Come on, you irons. Let's fucking go. All right, that's the end of the show. Um, thank you very much. Please tell your friends, tell your moms. Take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.